my nightmare. What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And it has been far too long, my friend, since we've sat down and recorded. Way too long. Way too long. <laughs> these these two week breaks, we need to not do them ever again. I know. It's uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like last Sunday I was like it was around eight o'clock and I was like, oh fuck, like what am I gonna do with my time now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, but I mean at at the same time it's been kinda nice, like not having to worry too much about like what I'm watching or doing notes or anything like that for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks, but it is good to be back. It is, man. It's good to talk to you because we're in, in another extended lockdown. So yeah, plus your phone was fucked up for like two days, so that was even yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But, I don't uh, think it's like it feels like it's easily been a year since we've recorded in person. Uh, well, our last one was what Lords of Chaos. Yeah. And fuck, how long ago was that? That was last summer, wasn't it? I think it was near the end of summer, yeah. Yeah, so we're closing in on a year. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, man. I long for the days where we sit across from each other again. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, we haven't talked to each other about this stuff in two weeks now, so I'm sure we both have a lot to get through. We do. I mean, I do, at least. Uh, Yeah, man, I do too. Um. But I'll let you start. What have you been watching? What have you been up to? So um, I've watched quite a bit, actually, because I felt like I have kind of fallen off the movie train mm-hmm. and been focusing on TV shows way too much. So the past like week or so, I've just dedicated to watching movies. Wild. And I've watched all new movies. Okay. Except for like not newbies like like new new or well, some are new but some I haven't like most or all of them are ones I haven't seen before mm-hmm. except for one watch we didn't finish it but anyway <laughs> so for the non horror um, we watched uh, neighbors we nice. didn't fin- we didn't end up finishing it we had like the last little bit left so um, that movie's so good uh, oh man it's so funny um, what's her name uh, from Insidious she does such a good job like yeah Rose Byrne. Yeah, her chemistry with Seth Rogen is amazing. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the second one? I have. It's not as good, but... No. It's, uh, yeah. Um, another non-horror movie I watched was Onward. That's the uh, animated one with Chris Pratt and Spider-Man, um, Tom Holland. Yep. yep. I really liked it. Um, it had a... Uh, incorporated the Dungeons & Dragons into the story and mm-hmm. a brother kind of family connection story is always always uh, heartfelt for sure um, that movie really, that, that movie's fucking gut-wrenching too it is yeah yeah um and the rest are horror movies that i've watched actually no one more non-horror um <laughs> i watched uh tom clancy's without remorse oh yeah and i didn't like it man it's the beginning of it I was fully into like uh, Michael B. Jordan's character is like this badass, doesn't give a fuck character, and then the like second half of the movie just turned into like the typical like cookie cutter revenge like shooter movie. Yeah, and just kind of fell off for me, so I didn't really enjoy it that much. I kind of had a feeling it was going to end up like that. I'm, yeah. I mean, 
you, like you said, it, it is a cookie cutter. And then like you add Tom Clancy's name to it, and it's probably going to be similar to any other movie that is in that subgenre, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, I watched Chud for the first time. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. Um, not the best movie, but I don't know. For some reason, I really liked it. Not even the horror aspect of it. I just really liked uh, Daniel, what's his name? Stern. Daniel Stern, yeah, from Home Alone. I really enjoyed his character. and He was super mm-hmm. young in this, too. Yeah. I watched, what else did I watch? I watched Gretel and Hansel. Okay. From last year. Uh, was not a fan of it. No. Um, visually, it was cool, but it was really boring. And I didn't like the whole kind of, it was more like a otherworldly thing mm-hmm. with the house and stuff. And yeah. I just didn't like it at all. Yeah, I watched it last year. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah, I didn't even know that the girl from It was in it, either. Oh, yeah, she is in it, eh? Yeah, yeah. I forgot that. Um, I watched a movie on Shudder that just got added this week. It's called Seder. Oh, was it good? It's... it's So, it's, no? <laughs> no, no, it's hard to describe. It's The first half of it is very boring, and it's dark and quiet and like the characters like they like to talk like this and you can barely hear what they're saying but i think it had potential the the concept of it was really cool like the ending i thought was really cool Mm -hmm. but uh, it was kind of boring um i recommend checking it out just to say you've seen it okay yeah i saw it on there i was interested i also watched the craft legacy <laughs> and my god what a shit show <laughs> that movie was so bad I, I don't even know where to start i do not recommend it it's yeah it's bad i hated it <laughs> yeah you had some choice words for it the other night i did i did i really didn't like it at all <laughs> um i watched screen queen the uh my Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I did see that on your letterbox. Um, it was okay. Like the backstory of it was cool, but it was kind mm-hmm. of boring overall. Like they didn't really get into the things I thought they would. Okay. Um, they did like have he did meet up with the screenplay guy, and oh, they had like really? a conversation. So that was cool, but I don't know. It was kind of boring. I don't know. Do you think it would have helped us with our A Nightmare on Elm Street two episode? No, because even like the fans in the movie, like we're at like the comic con shows or whatever, mm-hmm. like they, like they have choice words to say, but too like it's like it's everyone's like well, mostly everyone's like not favorite of the franchise. Yeah. Um, I started watching um, in search of darkness, the uh, the eighties horror movie oh. documentary. Right, right. Because uh, part two just dropped this week. Mm -hmm. And so I started watching the first one and it's four and a half fucking hours long. (laughs) I was just going to say it's really long, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's like four four hours and 23 minutes. So I only watched 20 minutes of it before I I fell asleep. So I'm going to (laughs) try. I'm going to try and watch. Hopefully watch it all by our next recording. But 
I don't know. It's, that's that's a lot. That's a pretty big commitment. And the second part is just as long. So yeah, yeah. Um, but it's really it was really good what I saw so far. They're kind of like breaking down like all the '80s horror movies and like have different actors and people in movies talk about them. So mm-hmm. it's cool. Nice. And lastly, actually not lastly, for movies, I watched a movie called Run on Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Highly recommend you check it out. Really? Yes. Okay. Because of a certain movie that is one of your favorite horror movies of all time. It's not the one you're thinking of, but it's up there. And there's a few references made to the movie as well that I really got a kick out of. Really? Um. So yeah, I, I recommend you checking it out. I think you'll really like it. Hmm. It had, yes. yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it had the first leading actor or actress in it um, that is actually in a wheelchair since like 1968 or something like that. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, really good. I recommend checking it out. Isn't Sarah Paulson in it? Yeah. She's the yeah. main, main, one of the main girls in it. Yeah. Okay. And lastly, a TV show that I've been wanting to start forever, and I never have. Me and Bettina started What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're four episodes in, and it is fucking hilarious. I've heard it's better than the movie. Man, it's so good. Uh, it's exactly like the movie. <laughs> like the, None of the same characters are in it so yeah. far. I don't think they ever do show up, but... It's the exact same like way they shoot it, the exact same humor, documentary style. It is it's so good, man. Hmm. Um, so I recommend checking that out. So, All right. Yeah. And that's it. Holy cow. And that is our like time. I think yeah. we need to shut it down now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so yeah, I've had a pretty busy couple weeks watching stuff too. Um, in our last recording, I mentioned that I started watching that American barbecue challenge. I finished that. Nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of cooking shows and stuff like that, I recommend checking it out. They're like my guilty pleasure, I guess that and like reality TV shows. Yeah. Um, I'm also a fan of watching like car restoration shows. Mm, Yeah. So I started watching season two of rust Valley restorers. Okay. It just dropped on Netflix, but, uh, they're they're in BC, so it's pretty cool to see like hmm. a Canadian, Canadian version. That's of them. the same with um, uh, American pickers. Used to watch all the time, and then they start oh, with yeah. the, the Canadian pickers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and season two of Love, Death, and Robots just dropped on Netflix as well. Oh yeah, it did. So I've only watched the first episode of that, but I think there's like ten or twelve. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I highly recommend watching the first season if any of our listeners or you haven't yet. Yeah, I watched the first season. It's so cool, man. I love it. Yeah, there's like some episodes that were definitely like passable. But yeah, for the most part, there's some really good episodes. For sure. For sure. Some of the animation styles are so cool. Yeah. All right. And that's all I have for shows. Yeah, I mean, we've been watching Superstore, but that's just an ongoing thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't like it, you fucker. I didn't like it, no. <laughs> I just, like, I wasn't comparing it to The Office or anything else like some people have. Like, yeah. I just didn't like the characters in it or, like, the humor at all. I just didn't think it was funny. Mm. 
Well, everybody's entitled to an opinion, even if they're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I watched uh, Mitchell's versus the machines on Netflix. Nice. I've heard good things, man. It's so good. Yeah. It's on my list. Uh, I was, uh, I was going to watch it last night, but yeah. Yeah. That's another one. Like the animation style is super cool with it. Like it's something that I've never really seen before. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, it's a fun watch for sure. Uh, I was on wheel of horror as a guest spot last week. So we watched raw for that episode. Nice. Um, such a good movie, man. I don't want to give away too much because that episode hasn't dropped yet on, on, uh, Michael's podcast, Mm but yeah, man, I love that movie. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, I watched Chud as well because, uh, we were supposed to be on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and that plan ended up falling through, but, uh, yeah, we, so we both watched Chud. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that episode will be able to, uh, record in the near future. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I watched what I thought was probably the worst movie I was going to watch all all year long. Okay. Um, and then I watched another movie that was worse. Uh-oh. But uh, I watched Antrim on Antrim. Amazon Prime. Hmm. I haven't heard of that one. It was one that came out a couple years ago, and I was super pumped for it. And it's it's just dog shit, man. It's basically like oh they found this videotape and it's supposed to be possessed by the devil and then it starts off as like interviews with people that have like researched it and shit and then it goes into the video like and then you watch the video that's supposedly possessed by the devil is this is it the deadliest film ever made yes it is that's the one okay yeah it's not here now so bad don't watch it (laughs) all right then (laughs) um and then the movie that was even worse, I was listening to the Deathless new episode that they dropped last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, like modern modern age video nasties. So oh, okay. Uh, like movies that could potentially be banned or have been banned just by how bad they are. Yeah. And this was one, one of the movies that was on that list and it was the only one that I hadn't watched. So I decided to check it out and it was called Murder Set Pieces. Hmm. And it's awful, just <laughs> awful. Um, like, it could definitely like hard could definitely to be watch, banned. or just like it's just bad movie. A little bit of both. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not like I've watched worse. Like I've watched movies that are harder to watch, but yeah. I mean, it's still if you have a weak stomach and whatnot, it's probably not for you. But yeah, it's just a terribly put together movie mm-hmm. altogether. And lastly, I watched Antebellum. Finally, oh, you did. I did. And? Uh, I remember you saying it wasn't what you expected. Yeah. So I kind of went into it with that mindset. And then, like, at the it, still, it was not what I expected. <laughs> no, right? Well, like, like, yeah, I don't want to give anything away because I don't know who's watched it and whatnot. We're not really talking about this movie. But, like, it was it was a mind fuck, man. Yeah. Like, when she woke back up, I was like, what? Like, What's the fuck? What the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> um but it was good i enjoyed it yeah yeah me too um and like you said like janelle monet was so good in it yeah she was but yeah really good and i believe that's it yeah very nice that's all no uh no spiral this weekend no i did not watch spiral this weekend i kind of want to wait until maybe the movie theaters open up here 
so like next year. <laughs> yeah. The way we're going. I know, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it soon. Yeah. I didn't I mean I just dropped twenty-six dollars to watch wrong turn and I dropped twenty-six dollars to watch Mortal Kombat, so I didn't really feel like Yeah. Dropping another twenty-six to watch this one too. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Three expensive movies. Yeah. Um yeah. I guess that's it. Cool. Got a new weed whacker today, so I was outside whacking some weeds. Oh, and, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, my allergies are fucking through the roof right now. But uh, yeah, lots of time outside this weekend because it's been fucking gorgeous. It has, yeah. We went uh, walking along the canal last night and got some Mexican food. So nice. It's it really good. What'd you get? I got some quesadillas. Ooh. Yeah. We had some enchiladas tonight. Ooh. It's pretty fucking good. We got, uh, Bettina got an air fryer for her birthday, so oh, nice. we had chicken wings tonight for the first time in the air fryer, and they were so good. <laughs> I know, I need to get one. We have one of those active fries, but it's not the same. Oh, okay. Not the same at all. All right, uh, so unfortunately, the guys over at uh, another horror pod, Michael and Josh, failed to send me a uh, content creator's corner promo. Fucking slackers. I know. Fuck. That was my plan for this week, but uh, they ruined that. Um, so I'm just going to have to do a random one again. And uh, yeah, I'll be on their asses to get that to me ASAP. Do it, guys. <laughs> get it done. What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane J. And we are Homies of Horror. Two friends, I like to shoot the shit about different horror movies, and we would love for you guys to come and hang out with us every single Monday when our new episodes drop. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Or if you want to catch us live, you can check us out on Twitch at 6 p.m. on Mondays. The link to that is in our social media, which is at Homies of Horror on everything. And we can't wait to hang out with you, homies, soon. Bye. All right, uh, you ready to hop in, Dars? Let's do it. So again, uh, we failed on the intro. We didn't uh, introduce what movie we were talking about <laughs> this week. Um, but if you have been following along for the past month, we've been kind of doing like a month-long Freddy versus Jason face-off. And this is the movie to cap it all off. And we are talking about 2013's Freddy versus Jason. Dun-dun-dun. And what a movie it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> but before we hop into that, let's crack these beers. 
or whatever you're drinking. I am not drinking a beer, so you go ahead and crack yours. Right. I'm drinking a Flying Monkeys 12 Minutes to Destiny. Ooh, that's like the hibiscus one, isn't it? Or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I was excited because my my liquor store had them yesterday. They normally don't. So I bought a few, and this is my last one. Nice. I'm kind of upset about it. <laughs> um, so I actually haven't had beer in like a couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. So I am drinking a gin and tonic. Ooh, fancy. And I've been rocking these for about a week, and they are so refreshing and so good right now. <laughs> You sound like me trying to watch your weight. <laughs> now Dennis can call you the beer forgetter. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like gin and tonic, though. It's good. Yeah, it is. Putting some splash of lemon or lime in it. Oh, yeah. That's, that really hits the spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this movie. Let's do it. Okay. So starting off with the synopsis. <clears throat> Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees return to terrorize the teenagers of Elm Street. Only this time, they're out to get each other, too. Ooh. Ooh. Um, did you know that they had uh, an official weigh-in in Las Vegas? Dude, I did see that whenever I was looking <laughs> at uh, whenever I was looking at the cast credits. Yeah. <laughs> I really would have loved to see that. So funny. I don't know, like, it's probably on YouTube somewhere, I would assume. Oh, definitely, yeah. It'd be funny to watch. Uh, This movie was directed by Ronnie Yu, and we talked about him quite a while back whenever we did our Bride of Chucky episode, because he directed that. Mm. Uh, He also directed Jet Li's Fearless, uh, Warriors of Virtue, and an Asian movie called The Bride with White Hair. Um, interestingly, this movie was produced by Sean S. Cunningham's production company, and he was the director of Friday the 13th. Hmm, interesting. So I thought that was pretty cool. He was a producer, but he wasn't the executive producer. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't really know what the difference is, but yeah. And as for the cast, leading off, we have Monica Kina. She played Lori. You think that's a callback to Laurie Strode? I was literally going to ask that. <laughs> yeah, in the movie. <laughs> Did they name her Laurie on purpose? I feel like it's got to have something to do with it. Yeah. Also, throughout this movie, I don't know about you, but I felt like she looked a lot like Brittany Murphy at some scenes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah if they were to make like a, a biopic of Brittany Murphy, I think she could easily play her. Yeah. Uh, so Monica Kina... Stars in 40 Days and Nights. Uh, she was in Dawson's Creek for a little while. She's in, I guess, like the newer Beavis and Butthead. I didn't know that they were making like newer episodes, but. I know they came back for like a season, like, I don't know, probably seven or eight years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it was then. But yeah, she played in a few episodes of that. Uh, she was in Entourage for a little bit, a show called Undeclared for a little bit. And she was also in The Devil's Advocate with. Uh, Keanu. Nice. Next up is Jason Ritter, who played Will. <clears throat> uh, he plays a character on the animated sh- uh, sorry, animated show Gravity Falls. 
Um, he was in the Hillary Duff um, amazing movie called Raise Your Voice. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I've, I've never seen that movie. I used to like dance around my room with uh, my curling iron, <laughs> singing, singing along to the songs in it. Uh, he was in Frozen 2. Uh, he's been a recurring character in Drunk History, hmm. which I've never really gotten into, so I don't yeah, really... Yeah, me either. I've only watched a couple I wouldn't recognize episodes. him. Yeah, me too. Uh, he's in a movie called The East, which is really good, and he was in Swim Fan. I don't know if you remember that one or I not. do remember that one. That movie was pretty fucking good. I had the girl from Save the Last Dance, right? No. Uh, no. Wasn't that her? Uh, no, it was... <laughs> Erica Christensen, I think, was in Swim Fan. Oh, that's way off. Uh, I can't remember what she, what else she's in. She was popular back in the day, though. Hmm. Uh, let's pull her up here quick. Okay, what the fuck? She has an IMDb, but it's like for an art director. Hmm. The shit? Oh, I spelled your name wrong, that's why. <laughs> uh, so she was in Flight Plan Traffic show called parenthood i don't know she's been in quite a few things though anywho we're not talking about her nope. uh next up is kelly Ra- uh kelly roland and she played kia and she's obviously most famous for her uh role i guess in destiny's child yeah she was one of the one of the trio or quad or however many of them there was in that group there was three mark come on don't pretend like you don't know I thought there was four at one point, though. Like, was there not four when they first started? Um, I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See? I know. Uh, she was an American Soul uh, documentary. I think it was Chris Rock's documentary called Black Hair. Mm. Uh, Empire, she's in quite a few episodes on that. And a movie called Think Like a Man. When I opened up her IMDb, I saw she had like a hundred and some odd acting credits. I was like, what the hell? Like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, music videos and shit. I yeah. never even that. <laughs> it's so stupid that they have that on there. I wish it was like its own category because then I have to browse through like a hundred different yeah, music know. videos. Uh, next up, I have Chris Marquette who played Linderman. And man, I love this actor. I like him too, yeah. He's like... He was in Just Friends, and his character in Just Friends fucking kills me, man. Yeah, I remember him mostly from Fanboys. Yeah, Fanboys is really good, too. Uh-huh. Uh, he was also in The Girl Next Door, uh, Race to Witch Mountain, and Alpha Dog. Oh, that's a fucking great movie. Oh, man, it's that's so good. so sad. Yeah. We, uh, I, in, uh, when I was in college, I had a criminology course and, uh, we actually did the real life case of that movie. Hmm. And so I brought the movie in and let my professor borrow it and I never got it back. Wow. Really? Yeah. I got shafted by my professor. That fucker. Hmm. Yeah. I'm still salty about that. Cause that's a great movie. Uh, and obviously we have, uh, Robert England mm-hmm. playing Freddie. And then we have Ken Kersing, Kersinger playing Jason. Yeah. And he's normally a stuntman, but he does have some acting credits as well. Uh, he was in Wrong Turn, Stan Helsing, Joy... Uh, sorry, Wrong Turn 2, Stan Helsing, Joyride 3, and a few other ones. And he 
is actually the tallest actor to ever play Jason. Really? Yeah, standing at six foot five. And he's also Canadian. Is he? Yep, from Saskatchewan, Canada. Saskatchewan. I didn't say Saskatoon, so. Oh, man. What movie is that? Uh, is that Grown Ups? Whenever, yeah, they're all at the wave pool and the moms are all like watching the lifeguard. <laughs> yeah. Hey, old ladies, I'm from a Saskatoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, do you have anybody else that you wanted to mention? Um, I do. I, I know you're going to mention one other person, I, mm-hmm. I assume. Also, with someone different, um, Lachlan Monroe. Yeah, I know that name probably doesn't sound familiar to anybody, but mm-hmm. I I love this actor. Like he's he's so <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, like the movie that you think of most is obviously a scary movie, yeah. uh, but also in uh, White Chicks, he's great in that too. Oh yeah, how he was in that? Um, yeah. And also I see he's in that movie Spiral, which is on Crave. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, Spiral's on Crave? And then it's like, oh, <laughs> not, not the same one. <laughs> no, that's actually on my list to watch, so I do want to watch that one. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah he's, uh, he's been in a few movies like uh, The Predator and some other oddball mm-hmm. ones. But I just really like mm-hmm. him. He was oh, also in that movie, the fucking wrestling movie from like, Early two thousands. Uh, fuck, what was that? Ready to rumble. Yes, yes, that was it. Uh, with uh, David Arquette. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great movie. Oh, it's so funny. I can't really remember a lot of it, but I do remember really enjoying it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyone you want to mention? Well, no, I mentioned all the ones that I was going to mention. Oh, I thought you would have mentioned uh, our girl Catherine Isabel. Oh, right. God damn it. I didn't mean to talk wow. about <laughs> Shit. I completely forgot about that. Um, yeah, so Catherine Isabel plays in this movie. And uh, she almost didn't play in this movie. Oh, really? Because she almost quit this movie. Really? Yeah, because she signed on to to do the movie with the understanding and she had it in her like contract like she will not be nude in this movie she did not want to be nude at all and then ronnie you uh kind of flipped the script on her a little bit and there was that obviously the nude shower scene yeah and i I guess like they were butting heads constantly throughout the throughout the filming and they ultimately finally came to an agreement where they would just use a body double instead so that's why we don't see her face in the shower. I was going to say her boobs in that looks, I mean, it might've been like the angle, but they looked a lot bigger than yeah. Catherine Isabel's were. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never, like they almost look like, I've never, they look fake. Look if I've seen Catherine Isabel's tits before, but like <laughs> just like through like her shirt and stuff, like the ones in the shower, they were fucking huge. But yeah, so that's the only reason why she stayed on is because they ended up getting a body double for that scene. Okay, well, that's good. That's that's. Good. And I mean, like, good for her for staying in her ground. Yeah, you you have I to. Mean, yeah, it was it was in her contract, and he tried to break it. So mm-hmm. fuck him. Yeah. 
but uh yes so she was obviously in ginger snaps uh i ginger snaps one obviously for sure and three i can't remember if she's in the second one or not but yeah i think it was three yeah yeah she's been in various other movies too but she's also canadian so yeah just go listen to our episode with uh, we love horror yes and you'll hear all about her there (laughs) (laughs) all right man you ready to talk about this movie let's get into it all right um i was gonna ask this question off the bat Mm -hmm. is this a jason or a freddy movie Man, this is a Freddy versus Jason movie. <laughs> you think it is? <sighs> I, I, it's hard to say that it's not because, like, they use Jason's backstory so much in it, but then they use Freddy's nightmares so much in it too. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's a pretty big fifty-fifty split. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Or? I think it's more of a Freddy movie. Okay, because he's manipulating everything. Yeah, because the whole point of the movie is that Freddy, that the town forgot about him. And That's true. that he is going to use Jason to do these murders. And then mm-hmm. the town will think it's him and then that will get him back. So yeah, I think it's more of a Freddy movie. But I mean, obviously, I, I can see where it's like equal. Yeah, that definitely makes sense because I mean, it is Freddy that brings Jason back, and like you said, it's him that's kind of manipulating the situation to make the people of Springwood like fear him again yeah. because people have kind of forgotten forgotten about him. Yeah, on purpose. <clears throat> yeah, which is kind of a point that I bring up a little bit later on, but mm. yeah, yeah, I can I can agree with that being a freddy movie and i mean it is freddy versus jason not jason versus freddy so that's true that's true freddy is the top built <laughs> guy <laughs> but like at first i didn't i haven't watched this movie since i don't know when but like fuck like it first came out or even shortly after that yeah so at first whenever they're like do like the quick recap on freddy and like the show like him like have like the girl like little girls in it i was kind of like i was like did this come out after like the remake because like in this like opening scene they kind of they don't hint towards him like molesting the kids but they make it more um seem like he likes little girls more than little boys and they make reference to that later on too oh do they i think um Lori, Lori, I think it was Lori. She's in like a hospital in one of her dreams, and there's a little girl that mentions that he likes girls, yeah, more than boys. Yeah, exactly. And like this whole movie just has like a very rapey vibe to it with Freddy. Very much so. Like he's he's very creepy in like not a horror way. No, like he's like a creepy dude <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. And but at the one scene, like I could have swore that this character, this actor, was in the remake, but I looked and it wasn't. But I swear to God, I, I for some reason I thought that scene was in the remake um, with uh, not Will, who's his friend. Oh yeah, Mark. Will. Yeah. Oh okay. Um. Yeah, Mark is. Oh no, Mark. Yeah, sorry. 
with Mark. Like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I thought that he was in the remake. But I think I just got those two seeds mixed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this came out like seven years before the remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I have a question. All right. Betsy Palmer or Paula Shaw as Pamela Voorhees? Oh, Which one do you like better? Dude, it's not even a question. Like, it's obviously Betsy Palmer. I mean, Paula Shaw did a good job. Yeah, but she did. But I just, I don't know. It felt like it was out of place. Okay. Like, all right. I mean, okay. I'm saying that because we just watched the first two movies and it has her in both movies. Mm-hmm. But like, does when does um when does she stop being in the rest of the movies? Is it after the first two, or does she have recurring? Uh, I can't remember, to be honest. Hmm. All right. I guess I'm just saying that because we just watched the first two movies, so I was like, oh, this, this is weird. It's not her. But that's how Freddy had to wake him up. I know that. I know. I know. It's part of the story, but... And like that scene, whenever they're in Freddy's nightmare, like him and Jason are like fighting, and she... Freddy comes down the stairs as her yeah i was like god damn like that is some good fucking acting from this woman yeah yeah, like, yeah. she was like legitimately scary yeah i definitely okay i can agree with you there but i mean like yeah betsy palmer's the og um she's kind of a bitch a little bit because they did ask her to come on to play pamela Voorhees, and she turned it down because the role wasn't big enough for her like for this movie yeah, yeah. oh really yeah, Ronnie, you asked her to portray Pamela Voorhees, and she turned it down and saying that it wasn't a big enough role for her. I mean, like, how old was she at this point? What else are you fucking doing? She's probably like 105 eating her Scotch mints, watching her programs, but I mean... Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. She turned it down, though. Um, I'll also answer your question with another question. <laughs> Perfect. I had this thought watching this whenever uh, Freddy resurrected Jason. Okay. Um, is Jason Voorhees a zombie? Oh, well, I mean, I don't fuck because like he's not pos- he's not like possessed like Chucky is. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get people are gonna start fucking screaming at us. Hey, I'm just asking the question. Fucking zombie! I'm just asking. Like, he's not okay. He's not like the typical zombie. But no, he's, I don't know. He's a body that keeps coming back to life. Like, okay. He's not as fucking zombie, but, but I mean, for, for the definition of the word. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that he is. Yeah. We also said that these movies are like paranormal slashers and Josh was fucking down <laughs> our throats on it. <laughs> Um, hey, we have to make the the podcast interesting okay come on that's right that's right i mean yeah you could argue the fact that i guess he is a zombie because he has died and come back and been reanimated it's fucking maggots coming out of his mask and mm-hmm. yeah that scene whenever freddie brings him back was pretty cool though like because like because mm-hmm. you can see like into his chest cavity and like all of his inner organs and his heart starts to beat and his lungs start to like expand and shit like he's breathing. Yeah, like at first I didn't understand what <laughs> Freddy's purpose was. He just says like, 
oh, Jason's going to be my body, like, to get out of hell. Mm-hmm. And, like, at first I was kind of like, eh, but then whenever Mark kind of explains, like, oh, shit, like, did I fuck it up by bringing, like, talk about Freddy? And it's like, oh, shit, yeah, Freddy's plan is actually a genius plan because he's making Jason do all the killing, making it look like him. Yeah, because Freddy doesn't have his powers right now because like he he eats the fear of people basically yeah he needs people to fear him in order to have powers yeah and like he even tries to kill um that one guy i can't remember not trey but it was trey's friend he tries to kill him out Uh, in the street blake yeah blake yeah and he couldn't do it no no like blake could see him but Mm freddie wasn't strong enough to do it yeah that scene was really cool too, because like he tried to kill him with his own shadow, like with Freddy's shadow. Yeah, yeah, it was. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, ultimate question of the movie: Apparently, this is the best thing they can come up with. Mary, fuck, kill the three Stooges. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Was like, that was so cringy, man. I was like. What? Who's the one with the shitty ass toupee? Yeah, fuck, kill that motherfucker. Like these <laughs> teenagers don't fucking watch Three Stooges, like. Yeah, Ugh. and I mean, like, is that what girls do at parties? Like, whenever they're all fucking like partying together? Not about the Three Stooges. It's probably like, <laughs> you know, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, and Tom Cruise. There you go. We're going way back to the nineties mm-hmm. with that one. But what did you think of the the characters as a whole? As a whole? Like, what did you think? Like, for me, I felt like they all, most of them had no purpose. They were just in it. So Freddy and Jason could have some kills. They literally threw in every single horror trope that they could. Yeah. And did it so blatantly. Yeah. But I think that, like, I think it's sort of like a meta sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of where, like, with Scream, like, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. By by putting all these different characters in it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, as a whole, they're not terrible. There's one that I absolutely despise, but I'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, but, I mean, yeah, as a whole, they're not too bad. I liked, uh, I liked how they actually did give some character depth to... Lori a little bit with her dad and her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then also uh, Kelly Rowland's character, what was her name? Kia? Yeah. Like the car? Yeah. Um, I'd like to see her get run over by a Kia. <laughs> I, liked, I liked, yeah, I liked Kia a lot, actually, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Really? Um, okay. Like, because like her background, like, her and Limberland or Linderland or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, Cause like the one scene in the nurse's office, whenever she's looking through the, the magazine that has the surgeries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her like <laughs> fucking Freddie comes through the, the, the Megan's is like, got your nose <laughs> and just rips it off. And then at the later scene at the end, whenever Limberman, and I'm going to look at his name because I fucking forget what it is. It's Linder. Linderman. You know, he tells her like, hey, you're rude to me 
and stuff like that and make fun of me because you're actually you don't like yourself and you want to change yourself. So I felt like mm-hmm. like those two had kind of a deeper um, uh, story to their background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was just me. But then like rest of the characters like Trey and Blake, they were just like <laughs> Trey was an absolute dick. Trey is a cocksucker, man. Oh my God. Why? He's like, Oh, whoa, babe. I thought I told you not to smoke cigarette before you kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, after they have sex, she's like, I'm going to have a shower. And he's like, good. Your hair smells like menthols anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why the fuck they chose the name Gib for yeah, it's a weird ass name. But yeah. he, he's downstairs and he says, I feel like I need a massage. And Gibbs is like, oh, I need to have a few beers before that. And then, like, five minutes later, it cuts to them just fucking <laughs> i like that one scene too because she lights up a cigarette before the guys get there mm-hmm. and the girls are like oh yeah what the fuck like we thought you quit and she's like oh, i only smoke when i drink and they're like you drink all the time yeah yeah but yeah blake and trey were just like filler characters for sure just to like kind of get the story started like oh my god there's deaths in the town and yeah it, it's basically like a casey becker and uh whatever her boyfriend's name was. I can't remember. Steve. Yeah. 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 Uh, so apparently Camp Crystal Lake and um, wherever this is, Elm Street. Elm Street, aren't that far away. They're just all yeah. hop, jumping to skip away. Yeah. I found that a little odd. Like, so that makes me wonder, are all these like old slasher movies, within the same universe like could we potentially have in the future a freddy versus jason versus leatherface versus michael myers showdown kind of like a monster squad yeah yeah (laughs) i mean yeah i want to see that me too i think that'd be cool like freddy versus jason 2 the rise of michael myers and leatherface Like, I feel like I talked about this in my review, but, you know, this movie was made 100% out of, like, for fan service. Oh, for sure. For sure. But, uh, yeah, the, the first kill was the one that I always remember. Oh, man. Um, Trey getting <laughs> sandwiched in the bed. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, man, so awesome. Yeah. Um, Jason stabs him first and then just fucking folds the bed. Yeah, like a fucking badass. But then where did Jason go after he killed him? Because that's that's true. Because Gibbs just comes out of the shower or the bathroom. He's dead. And then the cops show up and uh, fuck, what's his? uh, The cop there, Chibs. um, The guy I talked about at the beginning. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just shows up and uh, they're like going crazy, like screaming, yelling. And he's like, oh, do you guys need some assistance? <laughs> and then Gibbs is like, what the fuck do you think? <laughs> that scene, like she's so good in that scene. Like she just comes running up with blood all over her hands. What the fuck do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, that's very unlike Jason because like, he'd obviously be able to hear her in the shower. Yeah. So to just let her finish and 
walk away alive. Because it's basically weird. Jason shows up to Elm Street because uh, Jason's mother says that some kids have been bad and they need to be taken care of on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. So he goes there, but then just kills Trey and then I guess just dips. Well, he kills Blake after too. Yeah, he kills Blake after, but I mean, there's like four other people in the house at the same time. That's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that either. Weird. Yeah. Uh, one thing that kind of did, did bug me a little bit was that like Freddy got in to their dreams so easy. Mm-hmm. Like, because he shows up like the scene you mentioned before when he's in the street and the shadow tries to kill Blake. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so Freddy just got into their dreams that easy just by Jason killing one person and no one even knowing, like talking about that it was Freddy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, I guess like because Blake is his best, like Trey was his best friend. So, I mean, there's got to be some sort of fear, like not not that it would be Freddy, but just like some sort of fear, like, oh, shit, whoever killed him is still on the loose. That's true. So you think that Freddy fears on or feeds on fear itself and not fear for him? I don't know. That's a tough question. Yeah. Maybe. It might not. Well, because that's always more. That would be more like a it thing, right? Like a Pennywise thing. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's always been like his, the fear of him, and that's why because that's that's why he gets him. off, right? Yeah, because the little kids were scared of him. So, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Makes sense. I don't know. Does it make sense though? <laughs> <laughs> I like the the scene whenever Blake is on his like front porch, and his dad comes out and is like. You were at a party while you watching your sister, and Blake just stops. He's like, "My best friend just fucking died." Yeah. And the dad's like, "You better wash your mouth." <laughs> and he's like, "Were you drinking?" And then Blake, when he leaves, pulls out a flask, like beside him on the bench. <laughs> it's like, yeah. how'd your dad not see that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the dad's a dick too. Like, cut the guy some fucking slack. Like he said, his best friend just got murdered. Yeah. And his dad's like, oh, were you drinking? Like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, that's what you're worried about right now. Yeah. And so Blake wakes up and his his dad is sitting there and his head falls off. <laughs> and then Jason shows up and, yeah, ends up killing him. But you don't really get to see it. You just see the blood splatter on the window. Yeah. Wom. Oh, that was a weird sound. <laughs> Wom. Wom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a um and a what all at once. Um, okay. So the town, not the town, but like the teenager's response to this three murders was to have a massive rave party in the middle of a fucking cornfield. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I was, I had it in my notes. Like, is this a smart plan? I mean, like you have a killer on the loose. Yeah. Uh, you don't know who it is. No, they haven't arrested anybody. They've been very fucking violent murders. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, the guys handing out the pamphlets were like, 
oh, it's the safest place to be. You're going to be with all your friends. Mm-hmm. Well, yes and no. I mean, I kind of get it, but at the same yeah. time, like I'd be locking my doors and not leaving my house until they caught somebody. I feel, yeah, I agree with you. But before this scene, like I understand why Lori is at this rave because she she doesn't want to go to sleep, right? Because she's mm-hmm. in the cop station and she has that little quick dream about Freddy, or at least mm-hmm. a little girl telling her about Freddy. And we get the scene of Mark and Will breaking out of the the insane asylum or the mental yeah. hospital. And then the first place they go is back to school. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing back here? Yeah. Like wait for her after school or try and catch her before school. Don't go into the middle of a busy ass hallway mm. where you're very likely to get caught. I really did like Mark in this movie. Yeah. I thought he did a great job, like acting wise, like showing how fucking terrified he was. Oh yeah, for sure. So do you think Will and Mark? Well, I know Mark has backstory with Freddie because of his brother committing suicide. But where? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Just answer my own question. Yeah, they do explain it later yeah. on. Yeah. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, do you think Lori would have eventually caught on to her dad slipping her hypnosil? <laughs> Me? I, I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe eventually. Because, like, he before she goes to school, he's trying to give her orange juice. And I was like, this motherfucker, he slipped something in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause like he is pretty persistent on having her drink this juice. Yeah, he is. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she would catch on. But yeah, going back to the rave, uh, definitely the rave was a scene that they wrote up just to have Jason come up here and just kill a bunch of kids. Oh yeah, for sure. But I do think that Lori needed a rave type situation because she has went through that thing, like the cop station mm-hmm. and uh, Stubbs, the uh, the cop, like he's like a month in and he has no idea what the fuck is happening. Yeah. And the cop like explains to him like, hey, we've been working on this Freddy Krueger thing for a while. You want to understand, you know, we can't mention his name. Um. Have you ever been to a rave? Uh, no. Really? You look like a. You have? No, I haven't. Oh, I was gonna say. I was. I was gonna say. Like, I'm pretty sure they weren't popular whenever I was old enough to go to them. I don't think so. Like, I went to like dubstep shows and shit like that, but I don't know if you consider that a rave yeah. or not. Yeah, we I mean, just, everybody's uh, on. Everybody's on ecstasy and shit, but yeah, we just partied in like the boonies cornfields yeah <laughs> uh yeah no i've never been to a rave not not anything like that anyways. Uh, not yet not yet that's right 32 is my <laughs> fucking prime man i'm gonna start going now <laughs> sign me up um yeah like the scene whenever gibbs like passes out and the raver just fucking gets on top of her and starts like trying to rape her Dude, i was like yeah what the fuck <laughs> i know how like, does no one is no one like paying attention to Gibbs? Like her boyfriend just got murdered. Why are you letting her mm-hmm. drink this fucking much? Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. That's, I feel like the friends in this, like they're not the greatest of friends. And I feel like 
excuse me, she's not like, she's almost like an outsider in that group. Because mm-hmm. like Kia and Lori are pretty tight. Yeah. And then Gibbs, Gib or whatever her name is. She, I don't know. She like doesn't fit the profile of those two. Like I feel like she's kind of just, like they were like childhood friends or something like that. And they've just kind of stuck yeah. around together. But they're like chomping at the bit to go their own separate ways. Yeah, I feel like none of these friends, like none of these people are friends. They're just kind of all thrown together to have this mm-hmm. group. Because then the stoner gets introduced later on with Linderman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Linderman rolling in on his fucking Vespa? That was so funny. <laughs> Through a fucking cord field. Yeah. And then <laughs> fucking assholes, like he shows up and he's like, oh, I don't drink. And they just fucking shove the beer down his throat. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, yeah this whole scene with jason was i loved it um see like the fat guy and this other like jock guy they're partying and then they turn around and jason's there and they start <laughs> making fun of jason and then jason just <laughs> fucking grabs that guy's head and turns it around and the yeah. fat guy's like oh shit <laughs> and then lights jason on fire and starts like walking around the party just fucking people up that scene was really cool too, like because you get like an aerial view of Jason chasing after the fat guy through the cornfield, and Jason's on fire, so it's just like a trail of burning corn behind him. Yeah, yeah. And I love how. Throws, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say he throws the flaming machete at the guy to kill. That him. was a cool kill, actually. That was I liked yeah. It. Um, I like how some guys even tried to fight Jason. Right. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> they have oh, no man. chance. Yeah. This guy's on uh, fire and yeah, he's and walking like, around. Doesn't bother him at all. Uh, one thing I had in my notes too, like, anywho, um, <clears throat> Jason has like superhuman strength in this movie, like more so than normal. Definitely. Because he kills that raver and <laughs> like, like just fucking throws him to the moon, man. Dude, it looks so bad. <laughs> throw him in the air. I was just like, "What the fuck?" He threw him like two hundred feet in the air at least. But the thing I didn't get. So th- during this whole fucking rapey scene, uh, mm-hmm. Gibbs is in. She's like passed out. She's she's in Freddy's dream. Yeah, and she hides in the locker, and Freddy is about to kill her, and then it looks like a shotgun blast, almost. No, it's because Jason uh, stabbed the the rapey guy through the back with like a metal pole, so it was like his blood splattering over her. Yeah, no, but she got stabbed at the same time, though. Yeah, yeah. But like, like the, the it looked like a shotgun blast out of her chest because whenever uh, she's in like the locker facing him, and Freddie comes hanging down, and like mm-hmm. her shirt like went out, and like it, blood came out. So it looks like like a shotgun blast to me. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's fair. But at this yeah. point, Freddy's like, "What the fuck? That was my kill." <laughs> <laughs> no. And this is when like Freddy starts getting pissed at Jason. What's well, his own fault? Like, well, that's that was the, th- the thought in my head too. Like you called him to do this shit. Like what? What was but his plan? Freddy was like thinking like, "Oh, he's gonna come in and kill a few people, and then that'll be it." 
well, obviously he's never watched a Friday the 13th movie because that's not how Jason works. Yeah, and he has to get back to Camp Crystal Lake, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that you liked the stoners, like, chirping Jason, and, like, the scene's funny, but at the same time, like, stupidest move that they could have done. Oh, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) There's this fucking creepy-ass guy who's six foot five, uh, with, like, five strands of hair coming off the back of his head. Yeah. Wearing a hockey mask, Mm -hmm. and there's, like... Oh, what's up, Leroy? You didn't get invited to this party. Like, <laughs> take your ass back to the trailer park or something like that. I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it was dumb for sure. Did you actually think that Lori's dad killed the mom? Because, like, they show the scene of him doing it, but, like, they say Fr- Freddy did it. Yeah. I believe Freddie did it. Freddie did do it. Yeah. Not the dad. I don't know. I feel like the dad, like he probably should have told the fucking Lori. That Freddie killed her? Yeah. Mm. But like at the same time, they're trying to make the town forget about Freddie. That's yeah, that's right. And I mean, it's kind of a, far-fetched story too if like if they're not experiencing it like the kids were in the first movie Mm -hmm. like obviously throughout the franchise but yeah i think like he said like he fabricated this whole story that her mom died in a car accident to protect her that's fair i think like he's an asshole so who knows maybe not but that's what they're saying he did yeah and like she she has no idea about freddie but like why is he giving her Hypnosil because she wouldn't even know who he is to dream about her. But I don't think she has to know who he is. Exactly. If it's if it's the whole fear. So thing. If she if she can dream and doesn't know who he is, she won't dream about him, right? And he can't get in her dreams. Mm, is that how it works? Oh, well, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Because Nancy didn't know who he was in the first movie. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Sure. I think he just comes in. Mm. Fuck shit up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Will's Will's death scene? Mark's. Yes. Sorry, Mark. Yes. Uh, he was sleeping in his room, and then yeah, he's trying to take the the pill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I think they could have done a hell of a lot more than just stood at his window and started screaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, like break into his house, maybe, you know, like, I mean, there was bars on the window, but like smash the window with something that would probably help. Yeah. Uh, one thing about this scene that confused me though, is that Will's awake or Mark is awake. Yeah. While Freddie is killing him. Yeah. So why is he still dying in the dream? That's true. Because he says at one point when he goes over the window, he's like, help me. Yeah. And then like you he's see awake. Freddy's claws go around across his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was confusing. So, so, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know if it's like a gray area, but I mean, like, he was clearly awake. Yeah. And like, he, he saw them in the window and he requested help. So why was he not out of the dream? Yeah. I did like whatever he was in the dream and Freddy's like, you got give a message to the other people for me and mm-hmm. he's just like no i'm not doing it and freddy just says 
I need to do it myself then. And then you see him put his back on fire. Then in like real life, it says like Freddy's back. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, So now they are going to break into Weston Hills to try and get more Hypnosil. And the one question I had was, how does Stubbs have access to Weston Hills? Like the cop? Yeah, see, and that's... uh, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just because he's a cop. I don't know. Um. (laughs) But I have a question with that scene too. Is like, why wouldn't he just go alone mm-hmm. and say, like, I'm a cop. Uh, <laughs> here's my badge. Yeah. Um, give give me a bottle of hypnosil because I need it. Yeah. For something. Um, but no, he brings in four or five teenagers, one of which just escaped from this place. Yeah. One one who is a fucking huge stoner. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's give him access to a medicine cabinet. Uh, and like, I don't know. I just found like that whole break in scene was kind of stupid and not well planned out. No, like he, I think he should just went on his own. Yep. Definitely agree. But yeah, I have no idea how he has access. Like he had like a key card that unlocked the door. Yeah. So So confusing. And I, I mentioned too, I said, what the fuck is this mental hospital? Cause like they're touring around and there's this like morgue looking area and it's all these people that, uh, wouldn't stop having nightmares or something like that. And they fucking put them in a coma. Cause they took too much hypno cell. <laughs> but I mean, like, come on. Like, yeah. I don't know, man, this I don't know. And I was like, is there only one person that works here? Because you only see one security guard and he gets fucked up by the door. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, one security guard and one like doctor guy. Yeah, and for some reason they leave the most important job where they lock the stoner in the room with the hypnosil. Yeah. And this whole fucking shishka scene... <sighs> was so bad oh my god oh it's so funny i love this scene like (laughs) what the fuck was freddie supposed to be like dude he was a hookah smoking caterpillar a caterpillar right did have you never listened to jefferson airplane uh i think so dude uh what's the song called uh uh, White Rabbit from them. That's what it's called. And they, one of the lines is a hookah smoking caterpillar, something, something, something. Well, yeah, it's like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I didn't think it looked like a fucking caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's terrible CGI. And it, it, like, it was like a caterpillar with like Freddy's face on it. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad, but it's a funny scene. I like it. And also something else I learned during this movie, apparently Freddy can possess people. Yeah. Yeah, that was really weird. Because he gets the stoner to um, dump all the hypnosil down the drain. Mm-hmm. And Jason shows up. He ends up killing Stubbs by trying to slosh him. He gets his uh, machete stuck in the control panel, which electrocutes him. He grabs Stubbs, which electrocutes him. Mm-hmm. and 
then the rest of the gang gets away and this is where Freddy is kind of getting pissed at um, Jason. So he has the stoner grab some uh, tranquilizers mm-hmm. and stabs him in the neck. But then Jason like slashes him in half. <laughs> <laughs> I love this scene in the hallway. Yeah, it was good. Because like, I don't the actor who played like the guy's name is Freeberg. Yeah. Um, the actor who played him, like he should be like in horror movies more often if he's not already. Cause like he looked super creepy. Like he had like really crazy eyes, like serial killer type eyes. Yeah, he did. Um, in the scene, just like the way he's like standing there and he's got the two syringes behind his back. And then Jason comes up to him, like ready to kill him. And he jabs both of them into his neck. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought this whole like sequence was really cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool too. Um, so this is where we get our first Freddy versus Jason fight because Jason mm-hmm. is out cold from the tranquilizers. And like yeah. you mentioned before, this is where they have uh, Pam Lavorty's come down the uh, kind of stairs in uh, Freddy's world. Yeah. And Jason's getting fucked up during all of this. Um, it's a pretty good fight, I think. Yeah, it is. Like... All the fight scenes between the two of them, I really, really enjoyed. Me too. Me too. Like, Freddy's going all out, like, fucking, like, Street Fighter Kung Fu. Almost. <laughs> like, because he's so much smaller than Jason. Yeah. So he's just doing whatever he can, like, throwing punches and kicking them and fucking trying to jab him with his uh, glove. And yeah, Jason's not having any of it at the start. No. But then there's, like, some water that comes down, and this is where. Mm-hmm. Jason gets scared and turns into a little boy and mm-hmm. Freddy's like, Oh, I guess there is some, something that scares you. Mm-hmm. And then he fucking impales him in the skull. And like the sound it made was so fucking gross. Yeah. Cause there's like a slow push with the, the claw. Yeah. But this scene, like this movie, it's, it's super fun to watch, but I mean, it's not like a super good movie either. But, like, this scene was kind of the turning point. Like, I loved this whole, like, Jason backstory, like, where they show, like, this part, first and foremost, like, the fear of the water. Like, he just stops dead in his tracks, and he will not go through that stream of water that's in between him and Freddy. Yeah. And then, like you said, we see him as a small child huddled up, like, crying, and, uh, Freddie's like, oh, let's, let's, uh, I fear what he says. He's like, let's see what's on that mind, you ugly little fucker, or something like that. Yeah. And then this is when, like, the series of flashbacks start coming in for Jason. And, like, I loved seeing that. And, like, it's, it's almost meant to make you feel bad for Jason. Yeah. Like, going into the next scene, we'll come back to this, but they're, they have Jason tied up and chained up, and they're in the van going to Camp Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. So at this point, they're like, okay, we need Jason on our side to kill Freddy. So take mm-hmm. him back to his home turf. And so, yeah, like he's drowning in the lake and in the van, Jason's drowning in real life. And mm-hmm. uh, Linderman's like, I'm going to get him uh, at, uh, CPR. And then they like, look at Kia <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I have bad asthma. Like, I have bad lungs. You got to do it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, and she's like not doing it. She's so hesitant, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, what's his face? Will's in the front seat. He's like, he has asthma, Kia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have like a few tranquilizers left. They keep like putting it in Jason. And mm-hmm. then they're going to have uh, Lori take one of the tranquilizers and fall asleep so that she can try and bring him back because earlier she brought Freddy's ear back with her. Mm-hmm. So this part, she gets a tranquilizer and she goes to sleep beside Jason. And apparently, since she's like touching him, I guess, or something, she goes into like a dream with him, kind of. Yeah. And this whole scene was really cool, I thought. Yeah. Oh, it's like back in like the 60s. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she and she sees Jason drowning and she goes up to the camp counselors that are like just like <laughs> fucking on the the cabin. She's like the little boy, he's drowning, and then it turns into Freddie's face, and oh, it's so yeah. good. And oh, what's he say? She says she says something, and Freddie turns around. And he's like, ah, not my fault. She's a stiff board or something like yeah. that. <laughs> she she's dead. Like the girl that he's having sex with. Yeah. Oh, so funny. But this is like another one of the sequences where like we see how much Jason was getting bullied. Yeah. And like, it's, it's sad in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like it really makes you feel bad for him as a child and almost makes you be on his side for like some of the murders (laughs) as bad as that is to sound. Like this guy was, this kid was constantly tormented for his appearance and Uh, yeah, it all, and then they ended up killing his mother. So, I mean, there's that on top of it. Yeah. So it almost makes it understandable why he went on this like raging killer killing spree. Yeah. Not saying it's okay. Right. This is a move. This is a movie, (laughs) (laughs) but, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so now we get pulled into, so now Freddie gets pulled out into the real world um because at this point i think they're like fighting with jason at camp crystal lake like the barn is on fire or whatever and then freddie gets pulled in and i thought a couple of these scenes i thought freddie looked really fucking weird yeah he kind of looked like darth maul i thought Mm -hmm. he had almost like a a devil sort of look to him yeah i saw him on the dog i didn't like it no, it was weird. It was very weird. At first I thought like, oh, maybe his ears are always pointy like that and we just don't see them because he's got a hat on. But then I was like, no, he's mm-hmm. like, his face is completely burnt. He doesn't really have yeah. ears. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It was a weird look for him. Uh, but I like this face off between Freddy versus Jason whenever Freddy comes back and he realizes mm-hmm. that he's not in his dreams and he looks so fucking scared. Yeah, like super vulnerable now. Yeah, but then he just goes on to town, Jason, just doing his fucking karate kicks and shit. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now this is where Jason can really go to town on Freddy. Mm-hmm. Um, just smashing him up and fucking chucks him like across the campground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this battle's fucking sick. And Freddy drops the, the rebar... Uh, spike things on him and 
pushes the big smat thing and is like hitting him and he's bleeding everywhere and then he tries to drop the some dirt thing down a ramp and it gets stuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was funny. He's like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and tries to like push it down himself. <laughs> yeah. But like you almost think that Jason's going to die right here. You do, yeah. Yeah. Because like he's got all this shit happening to him and he, like he, the blood is like coming out of him hard. Yeah. Um, I did like this scene, which I kind of talked about before, the scene between Kia and Linderman. Um, because yeah. during that fire scene in the little barn, Linderman gets fucked up by Freddy gets, or not Freddy, uh, Jason. He gets like pushed against the wall and this like spike goes into his back. And this is where he kind of um, tells Kia like how he feels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you can see that she is starting to like him or respect him a bit. And then she's like, no, I need to go and get, get help. So we, she leaves and you see him just bleed out. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the exchange between her and Freddie. Between Kia and Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Cause he's going to Will and, uh, Lori. Yeah. And she starts, <laughs> she like distracts him. <laughs> And starts talking about like, oh, like you got a little tiny uh, butter knives on your hand, and um, are you compensating for something? You probably got a little tiny, yeah. <laughs> or you're probably a little shortcoming down there. And, and Jason's got this big old thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then Freddie's like, oh, look behind you, and she just gets fucked up by Jason. Yeah, she doesn't even get caught in half. She just like it splatters against the tree. Yeah, yeah. I guess getting to this final scene. Um, so what happens next? Um, <laughs> they uh, they're on the dock, I think. Yeah, and <laughs> Freddy is about to kill them, I think, and then Jason comes to help them and they kind of had like half of like an exchange i think jason rips off one of freddy's arms and somehow i think freddy got uh jason's machete and he starts like digging it into uh jason Mm -hmm. and then those two get away and they start like spreading gasoline on the dock in the gas tank while those two are fighting and then they light the thing on fire, and then Jason and Freddy get blown off into the, the water. And then Lori and Will are on the dock, and you see the machete and someone walking, and it turns out to be Freddy. And he's about to kill them, and then Jason comes over behind and stabs Freddy with his own glove yeah. through his chest. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And then falls in the water, and then you see the final shot whenever Jason's coming out the water and holding Freddy's head, and you see Freddy do like that wink. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling up because uh, I didn't write like scene by scene notes for this one. I just did like drop points. Yeah, me too. So I'm trying to see. He tries to save Lori and Will from Freddy, but is killed suddenly by Jason. Freddy and Jason continue their battle, and Lori decides to stay until Freddy's dead. All oh, right, because she was like, oh, oh, we skipped over that part. 
Oh, yeah, wherever she says. Uh... Well, because Will got sent to that Weston Hills Mental Institute because he was telling people that he saw Lori's dad killing her mom. Right. But then <clears throat> at one point we see that, yeah, he was stabbing somebody, but he was stabbing Freddie, who was killing or he thought he was stabbing Freddie, who was killing the mother. Right. Yeah. So she said, this motherfucker killed my mom. Like, I'm not leaving until I see him die. Yeah. Um, yeah. Freddie stabs Jason with the machete. Jason rips off Freddie's arms. Yeah. The explosion, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anything else you wanted to add in or? talk about uh i don't think so cool. i think i'm good well that's the way the blood splatters there's a lot of it yes sir all right you ready to hop into these reviews yes i am okay do you want to go first or do you want me to go first uh, you can go first this time okay <clears throat> so for my story i gave it a four out of ten Okay. I said it's a, it's a cool concept with Freddy bringing Jason back to inflict fear to the kids of Elm Street. Um, although the concept is cool, this movie is filled with like massive plot holes mm-hmm. and like continuous what the fuck moments that make zero sense. Um, but with that being said, it is still a very fun movie to watch. Like I I really really enjoyed watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the battle between Freddy and Jason was one we didn't think that we needed at that time in our lives, but. Uh, Ultimately, we did because yeah. this, like, it was fucking awesome. This whole battle, yeah. Uh, I love how Freddie manipulates Jason into thinking he is Pamela to get him to come back. And there's some clever moments with Freddie using the water to try and defeat Jason, and like the flashback scenes and all that stuff. I really enjoyed those. As I said, um, I find it, I do find it kind of weird taking sides against two major slashers that because like we've never really seen this before. And as a franchise whole, I think A Nightmare on Elm Street is the better franchise. But mm-hmm. I mean, in this movie, like I was rooting for Jason. Yeah, I think Jason is more seen as the good guy in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the whole alien versus predator sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like they're they're both enemies, but one is willing to f- destroy the other one. So they're mm-hmm. like, it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like Freddy's just a piece of shit. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So like he's just awful in this movie. Um, and with Jason's like past of being bullied and whatnot, like I said before, you feel sorry for him. So kind of siding with him. Uh, and for the quality, I gave it a five out of ten. All right. I said some of the kills were really cool, but this movie is riddled with terrible CGI that absolutely does not hold up. <laughs> Eighteen years later. Yeah. Uh, like your hookah smoking caterpillar scene. Uh, the script was very mediocre, but Freddie, as usual, kills it with his one-liners. Um, although I could have done with it, like all the rapey shit that was going on in this one. Yep. Uh, the soundtrack is what gives this movie like major brownie points for me. This is like late '90s, early 2000s, like metal, like Slipknot, Mudvayne. Uh, like music like that, and it was fucking awesome. I loved it. And 
I really like the look, like costume design of Freddy and Jason, save for a few of the scenes with Freddy that we'd mentioned before. But yeah. as a as a whole, I do enjoy um, the costume design and whatnot. Uh, I said Kelly Rowland might possibly be the worst actress on the face of the earth, <laughs> and I hated her in this movie. Oh, wow. Man, I yeah, I couldn't stand her. Fair enough. The character, like, I get the character, but I just, I don't know, I didn't like her. All right. All right. I'm calling Beyonce right now. Do it. Come get your girl, Kelly. <laughs> All right. That's it. Yep. All righty. So for my story, I gave it a six out of 10. Okay. Um, I did like how they incorporated Freddie and Jason together. Uh, was it needed? Not at all. Was it awesome? Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like the set pieces throughout the movie um, and mm-hmm. the lines were cheesy from Freddy but they were awesome I thought yeah um, I did like a couple of the characters but most of the characters were forgettable mm. um, and for quality I gave it a 4 out of 10 uh, the acting was not good the CGI was awful in most scenes but most of the practical effects did look cool Mm-hmm. I thought some of the Freddy stuff looked weird to me. The soundtrack was good. I thought it was a fun movie that is best enjoyed in a group setting. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Definitely a good point. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So we weren't too far off from each other. No, though. pretty close. Okay. So we know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics consensus fans of the two horror franchises will enjoy this showdown, but for everyone else, it's the same old slice and dice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So based on that, what do you think the critics scored it? I'm going to go with a 54%. They gave it a 41%. All right. But the adjusted score is a, about a five out of ten. Oh, okay. So you're not too far off. I'm going to start incorporating that adjusted score. Yeah. Just because, uh, well, if anybody listens to HMC, Josh goes on a rampage every time about Rotten Tomatoes and how that 41% isn't entirely accurate <laughs> of what the score actually is. But uh, yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes actually shows like the legitimate rating scale Mm -hmm. that they use as well now so so it got about 50 percent technically and the audience scored it a 50 percent on 250,000 ratings with an average score of 3.2 stars out of five which i don't quite understand how that adjusted score works for that no because that's significantly higher than 50 (laughs) percent but oh well I don't run Rotten Tomatoes. I just write down the scores. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. You ready for that scare section? Let's get into it. Okay. What did you give it for a scare rating? So scare rating, I gave it a 2 out of 10. Uh, Was not scary at all. The CGI took it away from me to be honest um mm. there was a couple kills that were cool but for the most part not that scary okay 
scariest scene. This one was actually pretty tough because there wasn't really any scary scenes. I just said overall, whenever Jason attacks the rave, because there were so many kills in that movie. In that scene? Or scene, yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. And would I survive against two of the most iconic horror movie villains? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's two iconic slashers. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? All right. Uh, man, it's almost like we wrote each other's notes for this one. Oh, shit. I gave my scare rating a 2 out of 10 as well. Nice. I said neither of these franchises are overly scary on their own, and this addition combining the two are, is in the same boat. Um, there's a lot of comedy sprinkled throughout it and very little to consider scary. Mm-hmm. Lots, of C- lots of CGI in the movie really takes away from the fear factor, and the gore was like too over the top to be like considered gross or anything like that like realistic or anything Mm -hmm. uh my scariest scene i said the thought of having to give jason mouse to mouse in the back of a van (laughs) well you wouldn't be able Uh, to anyway because you have asthma too that is true that's perfect good there you go free and clear (laughs) free and clear and would i survive i said two iconic slashers battling battling it out question mark no i don't survive yeah but realistically, who would stick around for that anyway? Exactly. I don't know. I'd like to see a pay-per-view fight of these two. They'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the extended version, this is the last time we're going to be doing this until we decide to, I don't know, maybe do this again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, starting off with the kill count. Can you guess how many kills there are in this movie? Ah, oh, damn it. I'm going to say uh, 16. Ooh, there is 22 kills. Wow, that high, eh? Fuck. Yep. All right. Here we go. Take a breath. Number one is Heather. She's impaled against a tree by Jason five minutes in. Number two is Trey. He was stabbed and folded in half in the bed 13 minutes in. Blake's dad was decapitated by Jason 20 minutes in. Blake was slashed off screen by Jason 20 minutes in. Uh, Jib or Gib, however you want to pronounce it. She was impaled against the ground by a pipe with a pipe by Jason 41 minutes in. Glow stick rapey guy impaled impaled against Jib with uh, a pipe by Jason 41 minutes in. Uh, Stoner guy number one head twisted around 42 minutes in. Shaq, who is the other stoner guy. Impaled with a flaming machete by Jason, 43 minutes in. And we have Raver, one, two, three, four, five, and six, slashed to death with machete Damn. by Jason. Mark had his face face slashed and he was lit on fire by Freddy, 52 minutes in. Security guard crushed to death by a door by Jason, 58 minutes in. Deputy Stubbs electrocuted to death by Jason, one hour, one minute in. Freeberg cut in half with a machete by Jason, one hour, three minutes in. Lori's mom, we see her getting stabbed to death by Freddy, one hour and 15 minutes in. Charlie Linderman impaled against a shelf bracket and bled out by Jason, one hour and 18 minutes in. Kia slashed with a machete flies against a tree, one hour and 20 minutes in. And lastly, Freddy Krueger tons of abuse ultimately decapitated (laughs) one hour 28 minutes in 
Damn, Jason had a majority of the kills on this. He did. Freddy had one, two, two kills. That's crazy. Mark and Lori's mom. And technically, Lori's mom is already sort of dead, but wow. we just see her get dead again. Hmm. Get dead. Get dead again. Get killed again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, oh, man. Okay. So with that being said, what was your favorite kill? I think I already know the answer to yeah. this. So my favorite kill was the folding bed kill. Yep. Uh, that's like the kill I remember, like the only kill I remembered from this movie going into mm-hmm. it. Um, it's just so iconic, man. And yeah. favorite weapon, I said, see above. <laughs> the folding bed. <laughs> true enough. True enough. I like that. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I said either Trey's bed kill or Kia's death because fuck her. Okay. <laughs> and my favorite weapon was the flaming machete. Yeah, that wasn't really. I really liked that kill, actually. Yeah, it was a cool one. It's cool. All right, man. So, moving into Captain Spaulding's trivia of monsters and madmen. Did you almost forget what it was called? I 1000% almost <laughs> forgot what it was called. <laughs> That's what that long pause was. I was like, okay, what the fuck is it called again? I can't remember. It's been a while. It's been a very long time since we've done trivia. It has. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, happy to uh, fire it back up again. Yeah. Um, what movie are you putting up? I'm putting up Darkness Falls. Ooh, okay. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. I am putting up Paranormal Activity. Okay. Shit. All right. All right. This could be interesting. Yes, it could. Yes, it could. Okay. Who wants to go first? Um, I guess. I can't remember who won the last one. Or... I don't know. You can go first. <laughs> All right. Uh, what game does Mark tell Kurt he wants to play instead of checkers when they're still in the mental institution? Ah, oh, fuck. I, <clears throat> I remember the checkers thing, but I don't remember what fucking game he says. Uh, go fish. Yeah, close. It's a card game. Kurt, how many times do I got to tell you I'm an Uno guy? Oh, fuck. Damn it. All right. Oh, for one. All right. What was the number on the jersey the fat kid was wearing? Man, you're always with these jersey numbers. Fuck. <laughs> 11? Uh, wrong. 66. Oh, shit. That was way <laughs> off. 66, I guess, kind of makes sense. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, what kind of surgery does Kia say she wants to get? Uh, nose job? You got it. All right. 
how many years of peace has the town been in? Oh. 15? They're not close. It was four. What? That's it? Yeah, that's what the sheriff says to Stubbs whenever he's talking about it. It's only been four years? Like, I don't know what the timeline is for this, so I can get why he said 15. But he does say four years of peace. God damn, okay. All right. What was on the side of the van that they're driving in? Dude, I was trying to look for that to ask you, but I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't catch it until it was too late. Uh, a unicorn? <laughs> I mean, it is something kind of mythical, but it's uh, like a warrior woman fighting a giant serpent. Mm, okay. I knew it was something like that because all I could think of was uh, School of Rock or like one of those. Yeah. Things. One of those movies. Yeah. All right, man. It's down to this question. Mm -hmm. What arcade game is referenced in one of Freddy's dreams? Oh, fuck. I do remember hearing it too. Mm, Fuck. Uh, Pinball. Damn it. (laughs) Oh, man. You had me fucked up with the arcade game. I, I know. Like Mortal Kombat, yeah. like Street Fighter. Nice. Good job. Good job. All right. All right. So we're tied up here. Yep. All right. What is Lori's home address? Oh, my God. It's the fucking address of the whole franchise. That's why I put it on. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, 1582 Elm Street. You're almost close. 1428 Elm Street. Damn it. I only put it on there because they did show like the house number like vividly yeah. at one point. Yeah. yeah. All right. I only got one more question, so. Okay. Um, how many missing kids are missing in Lori's first dream. Seven. God damn it. What? Actually? Yeah. No way. There was eight missing posters, but only seven of them were had kids' pictures on them. One of them had no picture. Oh my god, man. That's wild. Uh, that was just like seriously off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I guess uh, we're watching Darkness Falls. All right, sweet. It's been a long time since I've watched this movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it since it like first came out. So, yeah. All right, cool. Okay, I guess that's it then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get back together next week to talk about Darkness Falls. Um, is there any like anything else that you want to say about these franchises before we kind of shut this off? Like we've been um... we spent a, over a month on it. Throughout these first two movies, I definitely am enjoying Friday the 13th more. Um, I think the second Freddy movie just uh, just put a sour taste in my mouth. Okay. But I do know that I'm very excited to talk about Dream Warriors someday. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, because I really, really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about the rest of the franchise. Hopefully, I don't know, the next few months, year, I don't know. So maybe we should have named the podcast a podcast in Crystal Lake or something then. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it doesn't uh, flow right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, what about you? Um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of the Friday or the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. But I mean I like I enjoy both of these franchises a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I agree uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two does kind of leave a bit of a sour taste in your mouth. It's not a terrible movie per se, but it's just like everything that it stood for, but then ultimately didn't stand for in the eyes of the creators of it and shit. Like, I don't know. It's just, it just feels out of place. Like we talked about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, like as a sequel, Friday the 13th part two is more in tune with the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a, as a franchise whole, I think I, uh, I think I'm pro a Nightmare on Elm Street. All right then. All right. Well, if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street anywhere that you look. Uh, we don't really use Twitter, but uh, I think we still have one. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Don't, don't even bother looking for it because we don't <laughs> use it. Um, if you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll see links to our T Public account where we have some merch. Uh, there's a link to our Patre- Patreon account if you want to support the podcast that way. Um, there's some pretty cool tier perks and whatnot that uh, that come with each tier. Uh, we have a Discord server um, that we don't use very often, but uh, maybe one day we will. Yeah. Um, we have a Twitch account now where we do some live streaming here and there. We've both been kind of slacking on that, but... Uh, I don't know. I, I always say like, oh, fuck, I think I'm going to stream tonight. And then I never do. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 in my books. It's something that I want to do a lot. Um, I don't think. Patreon. I forget anything. Patreon. I said Patreon. I said Patreon. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're going to be doing we've already done Mortal Kombat part one, but we're going to be doing like a, a Mortal Kombat series. Uh, where we talk about the movies leading up to the newest one, and then ultimately we'll finish off with the newest one. Yeah. Um, but those will be patron-only patron uh, episodes, so if you do want to hear those, then uh, head on over to there and sign up for that. And I believe that's it. Yeah, I think that's it, yeah. All right. Well, talk to you next week, guys. See you later. <laughs>